0: to get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight
1: loss. Welcome back to the Flow Track Podcasts. Track Podcast at gmail.com is the email address. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. You also can watch us, flowtrack.org slash Track podcast. I'm Kevin Sully, joined by Gordon Mack. And Gordon, today we're talking about the best men's races slash performances of 2020 on tuesday lincoln and i broke down the women's side of things so if you want to check that episode out find that wednesday pod but today we're talking about the men's list here and it is a is a deep competitive group for 2020.
0: it is uh what was your methodology
1: of formulating this list the methodology was really first look to world records Because there were a lot of them. And it's surprising because the year was so chaotic. So you basically had to get a world record or be near a world, very, very close to a world record to get onto the top five. After that, I looked to like which races had important stakes. And then finally, I just looked to which races stood out. But for example, if you had told me in the middle of the summer, or the end of the summer, whenever they said, Hey, the London marathon is back on and it's Bekele and Kipchoge. I'd have said race of the year. In fact, I probably did say the words race of the year. Well, guess what, Gordon? Not only is it not in the top five, that didn't even make honorable mention on the men's side. Women's race made it. Men's race, you had the DNF, you had Kipchoge getting eighth, you had bad weather, didn't even make it. And it was supposed to be the race of the year.
0: That is, Yeah. It's wild how what you expect and what you get are always never the same, All right, This is how mm-hmm. life goes, right? We we go into every championship season thinking one storyline and then we get a new storyline. It's just how our sport is. That's what makes us mm-hmm. great. That's why you got to watch it live and see what happens. I mean, the whole storyline for last year was like, you know, like, like, for instance, in the college world, was like no one was talking about BYU and then BYU won mm-hmm. and that became like... the 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 star of this of the of the season you know same thing here like no one was talking about like on the women's side no one was talking about kira damato and then here we are Mm -hmm. kira damato is like the year of 2020 and on this men's side there's a lot of races that no one would thought was gonna happen and now Mm -hmm. like chept guy of one person in particular went from like yeah he's pretty good you know like yeah he he's, he's like a medal contender every year to now like wait a minute like it's breaking two world records. So uh, I'm excited to see this list unfold and how you ranked mm-hmm. it. I'm excited to dunk on it and tell you where you're wrong and where <laughs> you're right. Hopefully you're more right than wrong, but we'll see when you release release this list to our viewers and listeners. Uh, but yeah, what do we have an honorable mention first?
1: Okay, an honorable mention. Let's start with not only a person running a distance we didn't expect, but in a location we didn't expect. I didn't even know what the AP Ranch was, Gordon, when 2020 began. And now I'm so familiar with the AP Ranch. So I put Michael Norman – I have six honorable mentions. And I put Michael Norman's 9.86-100 on there from, from the AP Ranch. Uh, just notable because the range from 100 to 400. And there weren't a ton of sprint performances to choose from. So I wanted to get a sprint performance out there. So I have Norman, Norman's 9.86 on the on the list there.
0: Yeah, I mean, that whole meet was notable, right? With the whole idea of seeing star athletes jog 50 meters, mm-hmm. 60 meters, 300s just because of a Nike contract situation, um, show the ridiculousness of our sport. Uh, but Norman showed the ridiculousness of his talent by running Ooh. what you could say is, Good. hey, you are a gold medal favorite if you're running 986. And he, probably not going to run the hundred for another two or three years. Right. So, Mm -hmm. uh, it's just cool to see how good Norman is. And Hey, this is what Norman needs to do. You run nine eighty six. I need to see you at the Olympics run the hundred run the 200 Mm -hmm. run the 400 run the four by one run the four (laughs) by four and run the mixed four by four become the Michael Phelps, get your six gold medals. And call it a day that's what i want to see
1: i mean let's just be honest call your hamstrings he would call your hamstrings would he not be
0: he would be favorite if not like second favorite in every one of those events
1: in a vacuum yes but when you pile up the amount of running he'd have to do to get there no and at the 100 the 100 be iffy because the emergence of bromel the emergence of Bromel changes things, but 400. But no, obviously, four by one. Four one, and no Coleman. You're right. But you have Lyles and you have Bromel. Again, I'd, I'd love to see it. I just love to even see the double. Um, four 4x, The four by one, the four by four. Is that what I'm
0: going for? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <double>? <laughs> well, the four by one and the four by four, I don't want to say they're easy, but he's one of four people on those teams. The, the open four. Again, he hasn't done it yet, but I think he should be considered the favorite heading into the year based on his forty-three forty-five. But then you gotta go into uncharted territory there in the one and the two. And the two would be the hardest. Um, which is weird to say the two hundred would be harder than the hundred, but I think there's more questions in the hundred based on who's gonna run it. And uh that, that nine eighty six was was good enough. Other honorable mention, this isn't a person or this isn't a a race. This is a throw. And actually, it's not one throw. I'm going to give it four throws. Ryan Krauser this year went 2291, 2274, 2272, and 2270. So those four throws are four of the 14 best all time. And Ryan Krauser, he picked a bad year just in terms of his competition to have this year because with Chepta Guy, with Mondo, with Warholm, um, there was just so much competition. There's just so much competition for athlete of the year this year that he's not getting, getting his due. So I I'll put, I'll put Krauser's marks out there as best performances of the year. Honorable mention as well.
0: I mean, I had a good time, good time calculating all the over 22 meter throws and him breaking like it's nuts barriers. Yeah. It's just, it was like, yeah, I, It's weird that there's what else could he have done, right? It's like crazy. The Mm -hmm. only other thing he could have done is just break the world record. But like, who would have thought that, like, being incredibly talented every single time and like compared to anyone, like 50 plus more times than anyone else, and you're an honorable mention. It's kind of, it's just wild how it
1: all plays out like that. Yeah, the the consistency is what was remarkable, and I think you captured that in your graph. It wasn't just oh, he had four of the top fourteen of all time, and then he had some duds out there. No, it was every single competition. He was just pounding them over twenty two meters. That that season's gonna live on live on forever. And if he's a fraction of what he was um, in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, you're gonna see something historic. And you know, Gordon, he's putting that world record in sight, which is a record I did not think would be broken for another another generation, but He's sneaking up on 23 meters, which is just astonishing to think about. Another honorable mention, um, the Monaco. I'll just throw these these two together because these are fast European distance races. Monaco 1500, Timothy Chariot and Jakob Ingebrigtsen both ran 328. And I picked that because it was a really competitive race. and It was cool to see Chariot and Ingebrigtsen go back and forth this year. Ingebrigtsen hasn't been able to overtake him yet, but he closed the gap, I think, a little bit this year but chariot still reigns supreme and then the rome 3k again featuring jacob Ingerbritsen. he got second this time in 727 and it was won by jacob kiplimo in 726 Stuart mcswain was 728 very deep very competitive obviously kiplimo went on to win the world half and he's actually younger than jacob Ingerbritsen. so jacob is is outdoing jacob in this case but i wanted to add both of those because there was some good you know w- we forget about it because of what chapter guy did and because some of the fields in the diamond leagues were complete duds, the mid distance for the men's side of things showed up a lot. I mean, you could even go into the 800 Brazier ran some fast times, obviously Um, Chariot made a lot of appearances, but the mid distance was actually pretty good this year when you look at it in total.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, what do you think in- britson's When out, everything, do you think he'll ever get a gold at a world championship outdoor
1: performance? Like Olympics and outdoor and global outdoor championships? I think he'll get one. I think he'll get one. He's just too consistent not to. Now, the thing is, is will he, like, when's Chariot going to move out of the way? Basically, because Chariot right now looks looks to be on another level but i think there's enough variability in in the 1500 that he'll be able to grab so between because we're <coughs> about to next year next year we're starting this awesome run gordon 21 22 23 24 25 so we're starting five straight years of global championships i think inger Britson's going to get one in the 1500 there 5k is going to be a lot more difficult with people like kip limo and obviously chep guy in the mix but i think the 1500 is, is where he can get one. He's one of those guys who would benefit from a three K at the uh, at the world level. Him and Ryan Hill, three K, three K all timers.
0: I mean, he's, he's definitely going to win World
1: Indoors one year. That's for sure. Yes, yeah, but I'm not counting that because there's no indoor Olympics. So, uh, yes. do you think he's going to get? Do you think he'll be able to get one or more than one? Yeah, or zero? I just,
0: Yeah, he's so young. The odds are in his favor. There's going to be one year where. Cheptikey is off his game or or injured or Cheria is injured or off his game. Like it's it's just it's gonna happen. He's so mm-hmm. young. He has so much time and so many opportunities. He's bound to crack one off. The question mm-hmm. is though, like if you took Guy and Cheria, if they didn't exist, like if have you ever seen uh the, the HBO show The Leftovers? No
1: you have to tell me about it's it. Great
0: show. it. It's a great show. It's a show where there's an event that happens where 2% of the world's population disappear, kind of like rapture type thing. But it's not rapture, oh, but wow. 2 pe- 2% two of the people disappear. And then the whole show is based on how does society react to that and how they handle and cults form and all this stuff. But if Cheria and guy were part of that 2% <laughs> that just disappeared – all of a sudden Jacob Ingebritzen is has a yeah, chance yeah. to become an all-time great mm-hmm. distance runner that we've ever seen, like a Mo Farah type, because he would be young and good and be able to go on a long, decade long run. But mm-hmm. when there's like these all-time greats in your way, it's kind of hard to have that. You know, it's like so that's what we need. We, you need a two a, percent a departure and the guy and Chariot to be part of that. <laughs> but I don't think it's happening. I think it's a fictional show, so. Until then, it's just going to yeah. be really good.
1: Yeah, and it's going to be – it'll make the win more meaningful because he's going to have to beat one of the greatest of all time in the event to, to to do it. Also on the list, I put the Bowerman 5K on here where Mohamed ran 1247. Now, granted, just as in the was the case with the women, Bowerman laid down these really, really fast times, but then later on in the season, somebody else broke the world record in the event, so it made you scratch your head and go, man, all right, well, 1247 is good, but 1235 – is out of this world but i just it still was stunning to me that they were able to pull this off in that time trial setting lopez Lamong also broke 13 minutes there so i included it i know a little bit of north american bias here on on my, my my side of things but it was just it was an exciting race to see and this was when we didn't really know what we were going to get out of the season so the fact that that Amed was was that good and Lamong was able to break 13 was a, it was a fun race it's a fun race yeah time trial i should say not really a race time trial yeah.
0: Time trial.
1: Who else do you have on the honorable mention? Is that it? I got one more. I got one more. I put the Olympic trials marathon on because it had stakes. You know, I mentioned how once the pandemic started and we got the London marathon back, we thought that was going to be the, the race of the year. Uh, and and I didn't even include it in here. The trials, even though Rupp won and dominated and Jake Riley made the team, which we expected, you know, we, we had one surprise in Abdi on there. I think you saw they include the, the 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 marathon trials in here just because it was Olympic trials. And it was the only real, like, none of these other races really mattered if you think about it. Yeah, yeah there were, I guess they sure. got some people paid, which was good. And we got some world records. So those ones mattered in that sense. But in terms of going to, like, carrying over into 2021, the marathon trials carries over well there. And we just saw the gulf between Rupp and everybody else. There were some questions going in, right? This was his first big race with uh, head coach Mike Smith, a person I don't think you've ever met before, but uh, seems to be doing good work down there in in Flagstaff. Riley gets his, you know, in his final attempt, he said this was going to be it and kind of goes out and, and does it. Abdi, you know, still young in his career. This bodes well for his future going into 2024 and 2028. Um, I think maybe he'll make nine or 10 Olympic teams at this point. It was just a... It was it was the Olympic trials, so it's always going to be pretty good, even if the race itself um, at the top went to four. But yeah, Riley grabbed the flag early. That was kind of fun. Career just missed. There's always good stuff in trials races. It was the only race, I'm willing to say, of all
0: levels, high school, college, pro, international, U.S., all levels, where losing mattered,
1: like a loss- Matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. Yeah.
0: Like there was no other event where taking second, third or fourth, taking fourth mat, like, Oh, whatever. Hey, had an off day. Yeah. Like, and I'm even willing to include, which we'll get to later world half, like technically mm-hmm. that's a world championship. But who who cares who's the world half champion? Like, cool. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. You know, no, it's not a real event. Let's just be honest. It's not mm-hmm. a real event. Uh, No, let I me mean, how dare I say that? We'll talk about it because they're in our top five. But uh, it's kind of wild. That literally is the only thing that had stakes. Like even mm-hmm. you could argue, even London didn't have stakes because it was the stakes of like, hey, we're just trying to like do it, right? Because we want to have a marathon go on. But like, it was a weird like looped course. It just losing well, the didn't stakes matter. went
1: away. The stakes yeah. went away when when Bekele pulled out and when the pace was slow because of the weather. Because the only way that was really going to be interesting was if if Kipchoge lost to Bekele or Kipchoge lost his world record, but someone beating yeah. him and them running several minutes slower, it, it didn't it didn't change the calculus. Yeah, the the win streak was snapped, but is anybody going to make an honest argument right now that Kipchoge is not still the best marathoner in the world? I mean, that would be that's, yeah. that's an insane take to have. It's stupid. So, yeah. um, this is crazy. That was the only race that mattered, the Olympic trials. No, and I like the way you put that where losing mattered because winning certainly did obviously have an impact for a guy because he's now the world yeah. record holder and that's a historic performance or on the women's side good day getting the 5,000 meter world record like that that matters mono getting those records matters but yeah you're right losing was was obviously devastating uh you brought up the world half actually the world half did not make it into my top five the valencia half made it into my top five but maybe Ooh. I should give – because you love the world half so much, maybe I'll give that honorable mention credit too, although I want to say it's definitely behind Krauser and a lot of these other performances. Um, I mean, Kip I winning winning was – Yes, yeah, so I confused Valencia with the world half. Sorry about that. Sure. No, no, it's okay. So K- Kip Limo winning though was, okay, noteworthy because now he's a guy, right? He runs the fast 3K and you're like, oh, let's see what he does now. Oh, he goes on and wins world half um, – that's cool. And there were some big names in there. It would have been more fun, obviously, if if Farah was in there. Chapter guy was talking some trash ahead of time. It was it, it, it was a fun race in terms of 2020. Um, any other year, I don't think it would make the honorable mention, but I'll put it there. But that brings me to the top five. And I'll start five with that same distance. Valencia half marathon, Kipchoge, Candy, fifty-seven thirty-two, to smash the world record. And four guys go under 58 minutes. I think if it was just a world record by one guy by a couple seconds, maybe it would not have created as much of a ripple. But for four guys to go under that barrier was was noteworthy enough to to put it number five.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes – it's like – first of all, they broke the record by almost 30 seconds, which was incredible. And four, that doesn't happen. I mean, that's like – I guess we could say it's like breaking the. Imagine if someone broke the marathon world record by a minute, right? And then mm-hmm. four other people also broke the world record in the marathon. You'd be like, "Oh my goodness, yeah. this is insane!" Right? So, mm-hmm. um, what does it? What does it make you think about the potential of the half? Like, have we hit the barrier of fifty-seven thirty? Being that, like, do you think we'll see a sub fifty-seven? A, Sub fifty six thirty, like it seems so crazy <laughs> that four can just break the world half the half marathon record that easily, and someone do it by yeah. thirty seconds. Have we hit a breaking point, or do you think there's still room for even faster performances?
1: I think we'll get a little bit faster, but I think that record was due to be broken. It's weird to call fifty eight low soft, but when you compare it to the marathon record, and when you compare it to the to the ten thousand and the five thousand the half marathon was due to be broken. So I think that was the big jump forward. And then I think, well, you know, you might see a second here, a second there, but I think it's going to stay north of of 57 for for a good long while. Um, You know, we talked, you know, Link and I were talking about the marathon project course and how fast that was, right? That's what this was. That's what this was. Although probably in many cases, it might've been faster. They were on it from the gun. They were all going hard. You saw how fast the marathon times were. In this race this was specially tuned course everybody's running fast in valencia it doesn't matter if it's i don't know what's in the water because it's on the track or on the roads 10k half marathon marathon everybody goes to valencia and just runs fast you should have jojo run her next 5k time trial in valencia i guarantee you she'd run like 1602 or something like that um it's just insane um the other good thing about this race well, good from from my perspective well good and bad bad everybody started talking about the shoes because Four guys broke fifty-seven. Oh my gosh! End of days. Good in two of those guys, including the winner, were wearing Adidas. So now we're not arguing about one shoe over the other. It's just all the shoes are fast. So now we're we're at a better, more even playing field. I think. Not that not that's going to stop people from yelling about it, but it's harder to yell about it when everybody has the same advantage or close to the same advantage as opposed to one brand being ahead of the others. So I'm happy about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the shoe stuff. The shoe stuff reminds me of like, what was it, 2017 when like every month or so, we would have to talk another Russia update about like, are they suspended, the doping, this and that and like, okay, neutral, authorized athletes. And I was like, all right, we get it. Russia is screwing everything up, all right? But like, there's a new report about everyone freaking out about Russia, Russia, Russia with the whole... And I think there's another one now they're they banned again for 2021 Olympics. I think that came out, right? We didn't even talk about it. Like that was like now Russia getting banned from Olympics is like, all right, yeah, we get it. It's they're not a country anymore, I guess. Cuz then that happened, didn't uh, they just I'm not to, to digress well, to a different topic,
1: but Yeah, yeah, so were, uh well they're banned from using their name and their flag is what happened. But I think they've reduced the I'm reading the AP report right now. It says Russia will not be able to use its name, flag, and anthem the next two Olympics or any world championships for the next two years. Uh, It says the Court of Arbitration of Sport have the four-year ban proposed last year by WADA. So they cut it from four to two. So they'll still be allowed to compete at Tokyo. Yeah. So they'll still be allowed to compete at Tokyo and at the Winter Games in Beijing, including the World Cup, if they are not implicated in doping or covering up positive tests. Um, so they're not going to be called neutral athletes, uh, or they can put Russia on their uniform now. So,
0: well, you said, they um, said they can't use the name of Russia or
1: flag. Okay. Hold on. You're right. Here it is. This is what, this is what they agreed on. This is, this is kind of, this is unintentionally hilarious. One small win for Russia. This is the AP report again is a proposed team name at major events. The name Russia can be retained on uniforms if the words neutral athlete or neutral team have equal prominence. So basically, if you put Russia neutral athlete on your jersey, you're fine. What?
0: Or, but but here's the thing. Maybe we pitch to them a new name because like, if they don't want to use the word neutral athlete because they hate using the word neutral athlete, why don't you yeah, and me yeah. put a sales pitch, get a PowerPoint presentation. Let's design a new flag and a new name for yeah, yeah. Russia. Yeah. You know, like kind of like create a track club. I think that – Like the, I, the well, R, 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 RTC, the Russia Track Club. So just RTC yeah. and they just have the logo and the same color scheme. I don't know. What, what can we come up with?
1: The 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 skeleton is open and is available. Oh All yeah. right with the skull and mouse. You can just <laughs> run that one back do you remember when we were trying to come up for with a new name for uh the oregon track club a couple months back and then yeah. we were talking about getting or, like how we should get project. they should get yeah yeah well they should get sponsored by a a random pizzeria in beaverton oregon and we got some people writing in with their favorite pizzerias from beaverton i think that would be funny too just totally sell out and get a get a corporate just like sponsor. a vodka
0: company absolute vodka yeah. should just like sponsor them <laughs>
1: boom done and in lane six <laughs> Representing Absolute Vodka, Sergey Shevankov. Lane 7, Grant Holloway from the USA. Lane 8, Pascal Martineau, the guard from France. Here we go. The final. The men's 110 hurdles. This
0: hey, okay. Wait. This might be their way to make money because you know the whole rules of no sponsorships?
1: Well, they owe money they too, can, this right? Is a loophole. They,
0: this is a loophole. Yeah. Yeah, this is a loophole. They'll be like, hey, you said we couldn't use the word Russia, so I'm using the word Arby's. The old thing. And now they're getting paid in <laughs> – meat
1: meat sweats and, and cheese cheese uh, <laughs> curds and stuff like that so they say rusada is oh, they have to pay wada 1.27 million you could easily make the 1.27 off of this sponsorship deal that you've proposed i think mean, it gets, kills two birds you know with it one be, stone do you know it would be an
0: ultimate troll if they use mm. rusada as the name on their jersey just oh, like and the give name of their other doping abbreviation yeah, but yeah, yeah. so give. You, you can't like use the,
1: Russia, but use Rusada, and be like, "All right." Yeah, the R doesn't stand for Russia. The R stands for something yeah. else. It just happens yeah. to be on there. The yeah. or something. Uh, <laughs> 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 Get that. Cocktail. That'd be very. That'd be very 2020. Um, okay, I forgot where we started, but we'll just move on. I don't know how we got into yes, Russia, sorry. but we'll move on. No, it's okay. number four, uh, number, four. number four. I picked. Carson Warholms, 46.87 in Stockholm in the 400-meter hurdles. It was only his second 400-meter hurdle race of the year. Number two time in history, 0.09 off the world record. What more can you say about it? We talked about him ad nauseum throughout the year. Lincoln and I also are going to talk about him on the end of the year pod, the very, very last episode uh, of the year. Um, this was a great race, but also he had a bunch of races after this too. So it made all the subsequent races pretty exciting because you thought, okay, the world record is at least on the line here. He never got closer, but he certainly ran, um, and he ran 4708 and then 4707 as well too. So he posted a bunch of other really, really, really quick times. So he kind of, he stole the show in a lot of, he was the show, I should say in, in a lot of those European meets.
0: It seems kind of weird though to put that performance forth i don't know i know you 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 and lincoln fell in love with warholm you got him on the pod you guys mm -hmm. became super warholm fans i saw you thinking about switching your citizenship to norway like Mm
1: -hmm. i get it it's cool but like i don't know i think that maybe could have you ran the second fastest time in history who else ran Put up a historical mark. Well, there's a couple other people on track events, yeah. and they're coming up next here. I mean, you could say true. You could say okay. You could say the half marathon world record should go above it because it was a world record. But there's no half marathon in the Olympics, so I'm putting Warholm above. I guess number two marathon. all
0: time. Yeah, I take it back. I mean, I was re- I was really into the the clash in the garden. You know, whatever they call that. <laughs> was that? The garden. <laughs> the clash? garden clash.
1: Which yeah, one? There were but, nine.
0: <laughs> There's like nine of them, especially the one where they just did like, like games that you play in like your mm-hmm. schoolyard, like during recess. When then did they have like the decathletes do like recess games?
1: Wasn't that a thing? They did the shuttle run essentially.
0: Yeah, I was like, what are we doing? What do we? What do we? We're watching intramurals now. That's what we're on yeah. Facebook Live. It's it's weird. Anyway, okay, I get it. We're home number number two all time, forty six eighty seven. Yeah, I guess that's. I respect that so yeah okay good. but okay. maybe i would put it fifth and not fourth maybe i put the Valencia okay. half
1: above it okay that's fair that's fair uh yeah. i just again it, he he just made everything exciting to watch because you knew what was on the line and he could be jogging a 50 second and he's he's fun to watch with the the pre-race and the post-race stuff number three number three this is where things get controversial gordon i went joshua Cheptegei, guy ten thousand meter world record 26 in Valencia as seen alongside Paul Chalimo. And it was the first bet that you won with Lincoln. So there's a lot going on with this one. Actually, probably the third bet that you won with Lincoln. Who knows? We lose track. I put it three. So why do you
0: think – so this is you basically making a statement that you think his 5K performance is more impressive than his 10K performance. Why do you think that? Why do you think his 10K
1: is second tier to his 5K? Because Paul Trilimo said it, number one, when he was on with us. And number two, part of this is the order in which it happened. And because the 10K happened after the 5K, I thought it was possible. Whereas with the 5K, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. World record, huh? I haven't seen one of those attempted in a while. Let's see how this goes. And then about six laps in, you're like, well, maybe. He's running like 60s. He's running a lot of 60s. Oh my gosh, he's going to do it. So the surprise factor was there for the 5,000. So from a viewing experience, I thought the 5,000 was more interesting. Um, and then I'll, I'll defer to Chalimo. Who, didn't Chalimo say he talked to like Haile Gebrselassie about it too? Or Mo Farah? He was name dropping all sorts of people who I can't name drop. And they were saying how... The, the, the 10K was going to go, um, the 5K was the, the harder mark. So that's why I went with it. Okay.
0: Do you think uh, we are in store for sub 26, 10K in the near future? So back-to-back no. sub 13?
1: No, I think we got a while to go on. I think this one's going to hold for a while. I think this one's going to hold for 11 seconds
0: over 25 laps isn't that much. It's less than a second a lap. It's half a second a lap.
1: Yeah, I, he was on a roll this year, obviously started early, ran that road 5K real fast. I think I think he just – I think this is going to be the fastest season of his career. I know I'm saying a lot of things where I'm like, nope, 2020, no one's ever going to outdo it, and I'm going to probably regret it <laughs> in, but in a couple months when people just pick up where they left off. But as Chalimo was saying, you just don't get that many opportunities in your career to run a race like they had in Valencia where it was just a pure time trial and you didn't need to worry about burning yourself out for – A major championship and with him he had all the just think about the pacers it would take to get together to pace a 26 minute 10k so you need to find somebody who can run 13 flat in the 5k who's willing to do it like that's hard to do in a in a a year where there's a championship right that's gonna be hard to find those people there's not that many on earth but the thing is
0: this is what i think I think when I look at barriers it's so much more fun when the barrier has zero zero. so like a, going to the 59 yeah, yeah, yeah. point like like breaking 1230 in the 5k doesn't look as it's not sexy breaking thir- uh 3 you know what what's the I forget what's crap what's the 1500 record 3 326 20, 26 you like 325 doesn't look sexy we, we've already like there's something about breaking point 000 right, and we now have that in a 2600. Like seeing 2559, it's like a cool thing. But seeing 15959 yeah. for a sub two marathon, we don't really. It's hard to get to a situation where you have the breaking to a new minute mark. Um, I mean, what other events well, are close to a new minute mark in world record? I mean, women's
1: five thousand would be awesome. 1359. Okay, so that would be pretty cool.
0: So sub 15, right. yeah. Anything else? Women's high hurdles, 12.2. No, an On 11.99, oh, 11.99 hurdles. Do you think 11.99? That seems far. Point 0.2. I think point oh. 0.2 is is more realistic it. than 11 seconds over a 10k.
1: I think I mean, that's 43 one event.
0: seconds is possible, right? With the 400 a 42.99.
1: Yeah, but that's not doing what you said. You said you wanted to go into a new minute, right? Oh, yeah, it's true. A new minute. <laughs> so you have – there's not there's not many – I mean you just – you saw it for the half marathon for the men. Um, yeah. The men's, marath- the men's marathon. You've already seen 159 even though it didn't count, but you've already seen what it looks like. You know what this reminds me of? When people stayed up on Y2K to see the clocks change to 2,000 and then they were like, oh, yep, there it is. It's 2,000. We'll go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we have a new minute opportunity
0: in the men's 10k, women's not 5k. New minute. New,
1: you want the new, like a new digit in there, in the in the like in the first, the the first or second spot? I guess I don't. How, how do you define this? I guess you know what I mean. Because like, yeah, it's a new minute. It,
0: it's 59. Going to a 59.99.
1: No, no, no. But like, no, no. But going from 12 seconds in the hundred hurdles to 11 seconds, I'm saying is different f- for some reason to me than going from going from 43 seconds in the 400 to 42 seconds. I don't know why. Does that feel as different to you? I don't know. Cuz y- you want
0: to go from you want to go from 40 to 39, right? You want 9. I don't know.
1: But you know what I mean, it's hard right? To ex- <laughs> I know what you mean. I just don't I wouldn't put I wouldn't put 42 in a 400 on the same level as obviously a 1359 true in a 5k yeah, so, right but like, and I'll, so I'll say that's four, a new minute so,
0: so yeah a new minute so the women's 5k has a pant 1406 to 1359 women's 10k 2917 to i guess 2859 and then now yeah. the men's 10k which is 2611 to 2559 those are the three like breaking two yeah. type moments that we could get everything else yeah well i mean have- maybe yeah, half. No one a fuck about half. Come on. Sorry, don't mean to curse. I know this is a G-rated <laughs> podcast, but you know sometimes you just got to let it out. I mean, uh, you could argue maybe a sub-four woman's mile, four twelve. Mm-hmm. We might be still kind of far. Are we far away from that still? Well, if you do, you think in our lifetime? I think in our lifetime, we will. You
1: and I will witness a sub-four women's mile before we die. So Dababa's 350 converts to what? 407? And Safan Hassan's sure. converts to about a 408? I'm surprised more people aren't talking about it. Maybe we need to be the ones who talk about it. Yeah. Like I think
0: before we die, so we got what? 50 more years on this earth? We're going to see it.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm planning on being for a while. But...
0: but like we didn't get to see Roger Bannister do that, right? We did not get to see that. We just hear about it.
1: But we're going to be able to see that a woman break 4 and i think that'll be really cool what need what would need to happen okay what's the how fast do you need to run an 800 what sort of 800 shape you need to be in
0: to break 4
1: uh you probably need to yeah. be think about think about some random college guy go into your Tifer's knowledge bank in your head
0: uh maybe 150
1: okay 152, so that's, maybe can you do it with 152?
0: Let's look up. Let's look up. Uh, who's, who's gonna be our guinea pig for like the perfect? Who's the the pinnacle of this a is, sub
1: four miler? This is your jam. I don't know. You know, the ninth guy on everybody, like the ninth guy in Oregon, probably has like a 359 PB. Look up the ninth guy in Oregon. There's too many. To How like
0: about AJ Ernest? Virginia. He ran three fifty nine point three. Okay. His PRs. There it's three fifty nine point three. Yeah, it's another episode. But his eight hundred PR is one fifty two point nine. His three K is eight oh five. And his five K is fourteen thirty
1: three. Okay, well that three I mean, the eight hundred obviously is beyond the Capability, of, but like Wait, what'd you he's say? a one fifty
0: three guy. He's a one fifty three guy. He ran one fifty two point nine. He's a one fifty three guy who broke four. So you could probably find a woman who could run one fifty four, eventually, right? I mean, yeah. But can, like- but can they run eight
1: oh? But can they run eight oh four? That's the question too. On the other side, of but it. can that same person? Yeah,
0: he runs fourteen thirty three. We know there's people who are. I mean eventually there's going to be a really strong 5k woman who's like a 14 10 type right Mm -hmm. who then can probably run is that where it's gonna come from
1: yeah yeah. well is it gonna come from a distance person or is it gonna come from an an 800 person
0: i think it's gonna come from a distance person it's gonna come from a distance person it's gonna come from a 5k runner who will drop down and run a a 359 and i think we'll see it in our next 50 years do you know what'd be fun
1: to see? You know what'd be really fun yeah. to see, and I wish they would do this. If when I'm in charge of track, when World Athletics emails me back and puts me in charge of track, I would do this. I would get out the WaveLight technology, and I would have. I just want to see. So Ajay Wilson, right, 155 PB, set the WaveLight to to four minute mile pace. Raven and just Rogers, go and whoever, see how long? Go. And just, just just see just see how long, just see how close they could get. And I know, you know. You could write, oh, yeah, they run the 1,000. Okay, but that's set up as just like a race. I just want to see how long that that they could hold it. And the 1,000, we saw some 1,000s this year because Faith kip tried to break the 1,000-meter record a 100,000 times. And she ran 229 this year on two occasions. So she stayed on. So she was on four-minute mile pace for 1,000 meters. So it's like how yeah. – oh, you know what you could do? Uh, they probably don't keep this record. I mean, you you could, like, I wonder, how, like, you 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 could look at the eight hundred meter, uh, progression for the men. Relative to the, when the mile record got broken, and to see how long it took Ooh. the men to go from whatever. I mean, I, there's so many variables in there, of course, because yeah, the, yeah, it got professionalized and all the technological advances and stuff too. But I well, would like to see how that like the wave. Yeah. With the wave like, yeah, just see, push till you die, right? Just run till you're dead. Do you know, and I keep floating this idea and I've mentioned to a couple people and no one's taken me up on it. So I'm going to say it here publicly so anybody can steal it. No, someone needs to do this because this person, actually, I probably shouldn't even say it because this is something you and I should do and then uh, post it on the internet and get a million, maybe 10 million, maybe a hundred million YouTube (laughs) downloads. Do a downhill mile. With the woman, and get them yeah. to break for. You could totally do it. You get a hundred. There's oh, yeah. all sorts of videos. There's all sorts of videos on YouTube are examples of guys running downhill miles and running ridiculously fast times, and they have downhill mile world records and stuff too. Where I think a guy's run they like three twenty nine or something like that. um And I looked up what it is the downhill mile for the woman. It's obvious, you know, it's slower than what someone's running le- in legit mile because it was. Not obviously an Olympic champion who, who did it, but I think you get the right course. I think you get like a three fifty nine. That'll be everywhere. Woman breaks four minutes in the mile downhill, but it still would be like a yeah. crazy feat because people would be like, "Holy, holy crap!" Like, isn't that an amazing performance for the men? I've told a couple people, and no one—they're like, "Yeah, Kevin, whatever." You told, they don't realize. Have you told Ineos? Have you told Ineos? No, that's my problem. I told people who didn't have a lot of money, but like, I would do that. Like, Kevin why not? not? I will do a while email. Him. I think there's a lot of like cool stuff that they could do, like just like yeah, as I exhibition. Mean, like, I mean, if you put
0: Shelby Houlihan, Safana, Son- like just even like this generation's top milers, yeah, yeah, put them in a downhill mile, we might, you definitely would get sub 410, mm-hmm. right? And then. Maybe you get a sub okay. 405, and then if you get that, you're like, hey, let's do it again next year. Let's run it back. I mean, anyway, I love how I turned the, the podcast that's themed on the best men's performances and races of 2020 into about Russia sponsorships and women's breaking four in the mile.
1: So I, Okay, so here, I I found it. Out. I found it. No, no, I, I found it. Uh, 402. That's the 402. record? 402. Christine Hughes ran a 4:02 in the Queen Street Golden Mile in New Zealand. In the same race, Mike Boyd, who is legit, 72 Olympic bronze medalist, ran 3:28, and both of these were run in 1983. So, Christine Hughes, I looked it up. I mean, she's a le- she's a legit runner, but I don't think she's you know she's not better than Ganzabe Ababa, Safan Hassan, or her PR. Shelby Houlihan. I remember trying to look this up before and it was hard to find. Um, I'm sure her PR is probably in like the
0: 425 range. Up.
1: Let me try to look it up here. Um, but yeah, and you can also just move the. Uh, what do you call it? Like make it slightly more down you know find the perfect angle right more down um, just
0: make them jump off the cliff and just like
1: just fall well, for
0: a mile well, and then like hey they did it in 12 seconds look at that there's I obviously a like broke the, like, the farm in a mile
1: there's obviously a a point to where it would get ridiculous and also a point where it would to be counterproductive um, I'm just
0: rolling down a hill in San Francisco <laughs> like, hey, in like yeah broken the mile in
1: 2 minutes I broke my head. Uh, but whatever. She, she was in the '88 Summer Olympics in the three thousand. So I can't, I can't, I can't find time. Let me, let me, let me try one yeah. more place here. Keep talking, keep talking. Okay, I'm try, while you
0: why we turn this podcast into something that's not about what the theme is. The so number three was Cheptic Eyes ten k, twenty six eleven in Valencia. Going. Number two, go with Mondo six eighteen mm-hmm. indoors in Glasgow. He basically broke indoor and outdoor world records. Um, right? Did he break the outdoor mm-hmm. world record? I like he didn't even put his outdoor world record in here because his indoor record is better, it so it's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I think they need to change that, they need us to combine that. Does because indoor outdoor, I don't like how normally indoor is always slower than outdoor but for fall it's better and i don't like that they need to change something anyway but mondo 618 indoors number two performance in 2020 what else does he have to do now i mean he breaks both records now now his next goal is just collecting golds right that's what he needs mm-hmm. to do and like you said, we're now entering a phase where there's going to be a lot of gold opportunities with 2021, 2022, 2023, 2024, 2025, mm-hmm. right? Right, and right. 2026 is all. So one, two, three. I mean, I think what he's going to want to do is just try to go five for five, maybe also win mm-hmm. all the indoors and just see how much gold he can collect. Is there going to be a point yeah. when Mondo gets bored? Like... Could Mondo just be switch like switch events bored before he turns 30 and be like, what else do I gotta do? I broke all the world records, have all the golds. Yeah. Like, I could see Mondo retiring early. Mm-hmm.
1: Could you see that? I could I could see him retiring early and getting really interested in who has the world record for the women's downhill mile. Cause I have some updated statistics <laughs> right now for you, Gordon. So Chris Christine Hughes, I believe, changed uh was married. Uh, Christine fitziger but this is ki- it's kind of inconclusive. So she goes to the okay. Seoul Olympics. So 1988, she goes to the Olympics in Seoul, finishes ninth in her heat of the 3000 and doesn't advance. But that was five years after the Queen Street Mile. Okay, so I don't know what t- type of shape she was in relative to that. But obviously, I don't think you'd say she's best in the world. Then her next performance on Topaya. Steel- comes eight years later in 96, where she runs a 420-1500. But by that point, that's 13 years after her Queen Street mile. So I think at the very least we can say that she was not one of the best runners in the world. So I think same course, Shelby Houlihan, Stefan Hassan can go well under four minutes. Well under four minutes. Yeah.
0: We need to do it. The Bowerman downhill.
1: Mile. Wow. Let's do it. I mean that you don't think people would be interested in that? Oh man, this I'm watching the clip now. This thing is really downhill. This <laughs> this hurts my knees to watch it. This is just, it's just sensational. Um Yeah, you'd have to ice for at least <laughs> three days afterwards to make it work. I and mean that's why we don't get it. Three twenty eight. Three twenty eight. If anything we should have done this downhill mile
0: right when the pandemic started because then you know like yeah. you had time to recover maybe yeah. we missed our opportunity we got to wait another 100 years for covid 2.0 to come and then then we can yeah. do it people were experimenting anyway.
1: yeah. with a lot of stuff but it, it was weird they're experimenting with a lot of stuff but then they drew the line at the downhill mile and i'm like no this is where you go this is where you go this is what gets you on tv right now is by you know, doing I a I downhill see- mile and performance yeah because people wouldn't know the difference like i want to i want to see a downhill dude that would be incredible
0: how far could you throw it and it just yeah. just throw it off a cliff and I'm like dude i just threw
1: it yeah. like 500 meters downhill long jump which is essentially just parkour that would be pretty fun <laughs> just everybody parkouring okay number 1 performance
0: number 1 men's performance Downhill 100 would be cool so see someone break 9 minutes 9 seconds that would be
1: kind of cool yeah Number one men's With performance, Joshua guys? five thousand in Monaco, twelve thirty-five. The top men's performance, Gordon. This is what we all came to this podcast to hear. Again, I put it over the ten thousand just because there was that element of surprise. This came in Monaco. It was a little warm. There were plenty of doubts heading in, even though he had run that road five k world record of whether or not he could pull this thing off, and in the beginning, maybe people were a little bit hesitant, a little skeptical. Oh, there's no way he's going to be able to maintain this, but he just kept clicking off those 60 points over and over again, breaks Bekele's mark, ends with a 12.35, obviously sets him up for the 10K world record later on in the year. That was my top race of 2020.
0: Yeah, I agree with it. Um, and I, I like your take of what you said earlier about it was an unknown and that makes it more special. The 10 K was more of a known where like, Hey, he just ran 1235. He's going to break 10 K record. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's just cool to see that. I mean, I, for me personally, I don't remember uh, the 5 K 10 K records when they were run. I mean, I was alive, but like, I wasn't really following mm-hmm. it that closely. So to be able to be, Knowledgeable of the sport and seeing it again is kind of cool that I get to kind of live through that. you Get to I got to live through the dominance of Mo Farah, uh, mm-hmm. of and now I get to see, you know, bekele's marks go down in in real time. So, so I feel like I'm caught up on appreciating great <laughs> men's distance performances. Right. I mean, yeah. What are the if, I, if you look at I mean if I look at the world rec- like performances wise. Like mm-hmm. on the men's side, I got to see Rud- Rudisha, right? Because that's recent. Got to see Bolt, that's recent. Got to see Wade Van kirk I guess El Garouge. I haven't gotten a scene I was a little too young for that, right? Because that happened in the late '90s. So I need I need a a miler to come in and give me some uh throwback El Garouge type performances, <laughs> yeah. and then I'll be complete. Then I, and, I, and obviously uh Kipchoge in the marathon. So before I die, I need to see some Elgar Rouge type racing go
1: down. I think, side. I, think it, I think you will. I think I think you will. I think you're going to see Chariot. I think I think 326 is going to go down uh, either by Chariot in the next couple of years or or somebody else. I think that one is is on the chopping block. But you're right. We talked about this when those records got broken. You got on the running events. You got that one you got the 400 meter hurdles that's been out there a long time but past that everything is pretty recent and then you're then you're talking about bolts 09 marks as being ancient history which is funny to think about i remember <laughs> way back weird. when when usain bolt broke the world record <laughs> 2009
0: right. man that was more than 10 years ago yeah it i was stuck i mean i'm, I'm i mean i talked about this on previous pod i'm not sure the order we're releasing these but or maybe i i turned 33 and on december 30th so it's like i'm aging is crazy larry bird birthday about. Larry, you're birthday. catching up to yeah. me it's weird i know man i'm slowly gonna I catch don't... you man wouldn't that be cool I if think... we could do that if we could catch people in the, our aging like i started <laughs> off low i know you were older than me We're not in ninth grade but like it's it's 2030 now and I've caught you
1: in age like yeah kind of yeah cool yeah yeah if we like speed up our age catching been, I, yeah. I did feel like that was more of a gap when I first started with you like I felt like when like you started it was when I said you were 28 or something but really you were turning 30 that year and then now you're catching me but I think what happens is we kind of forget our own age or we always put our yeah. own age we're like wait how long am I when you get older like wait, how long am I oh okay so then you're like, oh, that person's older. Well, that means you're older too. That's the sad reality of it. You can't take like, any joy I still in think Ryan.
0: Else. I still think Ryan Fenton's like 27. <laughs> but then he tells me like his age and I'm like, he's oh, not, wow. He, no, he's not 27. Because oh. when I think of Ryan Fenton, I think of watching videos of him in like 2008 and
1: 2009. Yeah. You know? So. That is interesting. It's like, what do you associate? I guess you always just associate the person's age with like when you met them. But it'd be interesting at the yeah. end of the like you get to the end of your you know you get in your 70s and your 80s and then they they assemble a committee that tells you what your best year was like you were you are 17.
0: <laughs> that was <laughs> your year
1: you were 27. yeah but i I, I, do, I do the same yeah i i feel the same way about about ryan for sure um yeah i don't know how you felt but once you turned 30 do, does did it matter anymore really
0: No, nothing matters.
1: Yeah, there you go. Nothing's real. We'll end it with
0: that. Let's be honest.
1: Thanks, everybody, (laughs) for listening to the podcast. Just a great men's race recap of 2020. Thanks to Alon for producing. Stay tuned. We're going to have more best of 2020 podcasts coming your way. Until next time, thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon.